Broadcasting live from the beautiful Georgia World Congress Center for FinTech South 2023. It's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, broadcasting live from FinTech South 2023, celebrating FinTech leaders from around the world. Right now, we have Jeff Sloan, Hall of Fame recipient, formerly with Global Payments. Welcome, Jeff. Thanks for having me, Lee. Well, first, tell us a little bit about your career at Global Payments. So I spent the last 13 years at Global Payments, first as our president and COO, and then for the last 10 years as our CEO, and just retired in June. So for people who don't know, can you tell us, Mission, Yeah, how are you serving, how is Global Payments serving the fintech world? So we're one of the largest providers of digital payments technologies on the planet. A really good example, as I mentioned before we started, a really good example since we're sitting here in the world. Congress Center is for the Falcons, for the United, for the Hawks. When you get your tickets, you load them into your digital wallet, you go to pay for them to get your food, you get your parking, you name it. A lot of that software, technology, payments, connectivity is developed by Global Payments right here in the United States and especially in Georgia. Now, can you talk about the beginning? Like, what was the vision of Global Payments when they first started? And, you know, just talk about the evolution of where they're at today. So I'll date myself a little bit, Lee, by Mm -hmm. saying Global Payments and Jeff Sloan are pretty much exactly the same Mm -hmm. age. I think we were born within a week of each other, Mm -hmm. (laughs) 56 and a little bit um, years ago at, at this point. So I'll date myself also, if you remember, and you go back in the 80s, and you used to have to call what we called these knuckle busters, which is when you used your credit card, right. it was over a sheet of like mimeograph paper and right. they would take it and like do the impressions. And Global Payments was born uh, as a company that said this transaction is good, the paper, or you would open that onion skid book and say, hey, that card number is bad. And that's literally the way the business started in the 70s and 80s. And we grew from a company that was a subsidiary of another company here in Georgia called National Data Corporation. And when I was in banking many years ago, I helped take global payments public in the late 90s uh, into 2001. And we've grown from a company that had a market value of $400 million at the time of the IPO. And, you know, the other day it was $50 billion. So it's obviously been a great growth story for global payments. And we've always been headquartered here in Atlanta and a great growth story for Georgia. So now how does a company make that transition from paper to all digital? And now paper is not even, you know, they don't even make brochures for this conference here. You know, everything's online. Well, I think it mirrors the developments we've seen in computing in the United States and kind of globally over the last probably four or five decades, Lee. So think about where we are today. So today, most of the technologies that global payment sells are cloud-based, meaning they're in the ether and Mm -hmm. they're not even really on your desktop and they're not even really at the point of sale. You may see a terminal, you may tap it with your phone, but a lot of that heavy lifting is done in the ether with Amazon or with Google And in fact, we're shrinking the number of physical data center sites that we have from something like a max of 55 down to three. And as we're shrinking those, that's all getting done in the cloud and in the ether. And I think that's probably the best way to think about where cloud and computing has gone um, over the last five or 10 years. But you can work in reverse and you can go all the way from the paper example in the 70s and 80s up through Apple and up through Commodore and up through the developments, up through IBM and all the um, uh, developments uh, in computing power um, over the last four or five decades have really been a nice tailwind and included the benefit of people like uh, Global Payments all the way up to the current day through cloud-based technologies. So now what made Atlanta 
uh, the place for for this to happen? Like, what were the elements here in Atlanta that was conducive to having a company like that grow so you know so dramatically? So, as Larry will tell you from Tag, um, who's of course hosting you know this conference, more than half of the transactions that are credit and debit card based here in the United States flow through Atlanta, right? Which is why it's called Transaction mm-hmm. Alley. Uh, flow through here. Now, why is that? Um, I think there's a few reasons. Number one, it starts with the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta has historically been known as the payments experts um, in the United States. So there, for the last you know number of decades, there has been a body of knowledge, governance, oversight, and regulation that's developed in the U.S., but especially here in Atlanta. And as a result, a lot of the people who came into the industry 34 years, uh, 30, 40 years ago came from the Federal Reserve, kind of point number one. Point number two, we're blessed here in this state with Georgia Tech, University of Georgia, Emory, with a very sound technology footprint and very sound technology base of people who grew up in tech land here in Georgia and want to stay. Mm-hmm. So we have um, probably, uh, well, in the state of Georgia, we have about 7,000 team members. But right here in Atlanta, in the greater metropolitan area, we probably have 1,500 team members. And a lot of those folks are technology specialists, particularly in digital payments. And a lot of them grew up here or went to school at the schools I just mentioned. So I don't think there's a better place in the country to hire, recruit, train, motivate, uh, and keep uh, people in the technology business, especially for payments, than, uh, than Atlanta. So what does the ecosystem need more of in order to continue the growth? Well, we need more investment. So global payments, just to pick one example, we'll invest $2 billion this year in OPEX and CAPEX in our technology uh, environments, all focused on digital payments. But we need to continue to do that. Number, you know, uh, Lee, probably five years ago was a billion, right? So we've doubled right. over the last five years our investment in technologies. And if I had to guess where it'd be in five years, hopefully it's three to four billion, you know, of investments. So if we don't continue to make those investments, particularly here in Atlanta, in Georgia, in the United States, we won't grow at the rate that we should be growing at. The other thing I would say, as I mentioned in the, in the group session is, you know, we need a favorable government environment, which we have here in Georgia. But federally in particular, we need a level playing field. So we build these technologies in the U.S. and we export them. So we're a net exporter worldwide of our technologies. We need a level playing field with countries in Europe and countries in Asia. So the expiration of the federal R&D tax credits a couple of years ago that have not been renewed is a really big headwind for development and investment mm-hmm. in our technology environments. And all we're asking for is not a leg up. We're just asking for a level playing field with people in Ireland and in the EU and in Asia uh, and the like, who have a lot of government support for developing the technologies that we're going to build, you know, right here in Georgia. So, how does a government kind of keep keep up and keep the pace when technology changes so quickly and dramatically, and government tends to kind of lag? So, we need to incent private corporations to make the decisions around what the next successful technology is going to be whether they're right or wrong. You know, they'll fail and then they'll be successful. Right, but, but government need- doesn't like to fail. They don't like to, <laughs> you know, they only want wins. But if you can create the favorable conditions where people can make those investments, you'll naturally get to the right place in, in our type of economy. So what we need is the R&D tax credits, for example, back. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we need are incentives to continue to train, hire, and develop and retain um, our, uh, our people. Um, and I think we have a lot of those, you know, here in Georgia, but multinationally, we need to make sure that as a country, not just as a state, that we're making the investments we need. So five or 10 years from now, that $2 billion is $3 billion is right. $4 billion and the like. Now, um, talk about the Hall of Fame being a Hall of Fame recipient. That, that must have been a proud moment, you know, kind of the cherry on top of the career. 
I mean, it's a real honor. Uh, when you look at some of the recipients, Pete Kite, my predecessor, Paul Garcia, mm-hmm. um, who hired me at Global Payments 13 years ago, and I've known for 30 years, uh, it's really an honor to be on the same piece of paper, you know, to be honest, be mentioned in even remotely the same breath um, as all the technology leaders you've had here in Georgia. I'd also say, you know, I hate to feel old, <laughs> right? <laughs> but when you, you know, when you're kind of like moving on and retiring in these things and, and you see it, it's really nice to see. It does make you feel... And I know 34 years sounds like a long time. It didn't sound like a long time when I was living it. You know, <laughs> right. it sounds like a long time when you've done it. But uh, it does make you look back and I think reflect um, on uh, the things that while you're growing yourself, your family, your company, you don't really reflect on those things because you're so focused on moving forward. It does give you an opportunity to sit back and reflect on, well, what have we accomplished, you know, here at Global Payments and, and here in Georgia. I really, none of that could have happened without the team members we have, without the support we've gotten here. Uh, in Georgia, and it makes me feel very grateful and kind of humbled, you know, to be in that position. So, what's the next move for you? Are you staying connected to the fintech world and still getting involved in different ventures? So, while I'm pretty old, I'm not too old. I not think exactly. to continue to be uh, helpful. So, I really think my uh, greatest value, Adley, is uh, mentoring, coaching, advising younger CEOs, people who are just getting into the role, or people who are in senior management in private companies. Well, how do you think about growing and scaling? Your people, your businesses, your investments, your markets, your boards. How do you think about IPOs? How do you think about buying and selling assets? How do you think about raising capital? And look at Goldman when I was in banking and then at Global Payments. I've done those things. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that um, I can provide value there uh, in terms of sharing things I've done wrong and sharing things I think that have uh, gone well. And if I can make those things happen and create um, value over time, I'll consider that a success. So before we wrap, what's one piece of advice you can share with that emerging CEO? Yeah, I would say don't get too high or don't get too low. I mean, I think it's very easy, especially with what the world has been through, you know, in the last three and a half years. Um, I think it's very easy um, to get sidetracked, you know, on a given day uh, with the volatility we've all experienced and obviously the dramatic health uh, impacts we've had. Um, I think this stuff is a marathon. It's really not a sprint. Um, and I think it's important in that context to keep your wits about you uh, and realize that nothing's ever as good as it seems and probably nothing's ever as bad you know, right. as it seems too. And I think if you can do that successfully and provide team members with hope and opportunity, um, I think you'll be pretty well served. Good stuff. Well, congratulations on all the success. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thanks for having me, Lee. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll be back in a few at Fintech South 2023.